Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I am Sarah, and today we're going to be talking about something I hear a lot, especially in the community of narcissistic relationships and coming out of toxic emotionally, traumatizing emotionally, unavailable emotionally, neglectful relationships. I think it's quite easy to put all of that under the umbrella of narcissistic relationships. And it really is so much bigger than that. It's so much more than that. It's so much more broad than that. But that is a term that kind of engulfs and envelops all of that. And I personally have experienced this myself in the past. And I thank God. I, I, I really thank him. I know it, that sounds crazy. <laughs> but I thank him for those relationships in my past because I see how he used all of that to lead me, to comfort me, to guide me, and to connect me to him and the kind of love that I was seeking and searching for in the relationships uh, that he wasn't present. God was not the center stone cornerstone of those relationships. And so it's almost now like a duh, no wonder it felt the way and it was experienced in the way that it was. But I thank God for his grace and mercy every day because it led me to the very relationship, which I found that I was looking, I found what I was looking for. I found what my soul and my spirit were longing for. And it was a deep, personal, intimate relationship with him. But in that experience, we can come out of it. You can come out of, you know, a divorce or the decades of a broken relationship and come to learn about narcissistic abuse and um, feel quite comfortable attaching and slapping that label on it. I think it's it's reassuring, it's self-pleasing, uh, self-soothing to say that someone else is that. And really what it comes down to is the strongholds and the footholds that the enemy has on that person's spirit and your spirit as well. They're right? It takes two to tango. And I think a lot of people come out of narcissistic relationships asking that question, am I the narcissist? Because you start to see the reflection, you start to see the qualities and attributes that you have that are present now that you're aware of now. And I think it's quite easy to say, well, that person gaslit me. They told me this about me. Well, and then you really start to to look in the mirror and you start to reflect and go, oh, oh geez, they're right. But it, that's not something to run and hide from. It's something to open up your arms to and see God's truth in it. But in that, a lot of people feel deep, deep, deep pain. And they use the word trauma to explain the kind of pain, emotions, feelings, and experiences that they have, the ups and downs and the daily battle that they're in, but it really all can be boiled and narrowed down to it being what it is. It's spiritual battle. It's spiritual warfare. And it's really not against you and the other person, but it can seem as if that's true because that's the experience in which those feelings and emotions emerge and or evolve, which a lot of people use the words triggers. I like to use the word activations because it does activate something within you and it, it allows you to face truth. What are the truths that you've been decreeing and declaring over your life? 
what are the lies that reside within that that seek are seeking truth and what are you seeking and saying that the truth is about you a lot of this is internally embedded and found in our our subconscious beliefs, right? The beliefs, first we make our beliefs and then our beliefs make us. So it really is so powerful and so imperative that we take a look and we get to the core and the root of these internal subconscious beliefs. That is really the key to set us free because that is where the enemy places his strongholds. And a lot of us, we're looking for one thing. We're all looking for the same thing. We come out of these types of relationships or experiences desiring the same thing. Our spirit desires to know his name. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. But a lot of us use other words and verbs and language to describe what it is that we just want and what we've always wanted and what we actually were created to want, to need, to desire, and to receive. And we're looking for it in all the wrong places, but we use words and phrases like I just want to be loved unconditionally. And I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a long way to go. I, I know I have a lot of room to grow. Um, the communities who've experienced relationships like this, they use words like that. And, and there's an energy to putting yourself down and belittling yourself and, and shaming unintentionally yourself. When you say things like that, when you decree and speak words like that over yourself, your current and present life, instead of giving it to Christ. And this came up recently in a conversation with someone who's several years post-divorce from someone she described as a narcissist and um, just said, you know, that she was completely traumatized by this relationship and she doesn't know if she'll ever be the same. Well, thank God you'll never be the same. And that is true. So why would you want to? I would never want to be the same that I, that I was, you know, years ago when I was in the midst of that abusive, traumatic relationship. I thank God I'm not the same that every day he is working in me. Every day he is changing me. Every day he is renewing and restoring me and transforming me. And every day my mind is surrendered to his, <laughs> to my emotions and my will are surrendered to his and given to him and, and trust in, in him and say, Lord, I, I give this to you. <laughs> thank you for the gift and the beauty that this day is. I hand it back to you. And I ask that you have your will and your way in my day today. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen. But when we're holding on to things that that keep us from the gifts and the blessing that he has for us, that's what can be considered a stronghold. And this conversation and topic came up last night of, you know, all the pain that this, this person was still in and the years that it had been. And I just, I kind of smiled because I know there's freedom on the other side of that. I love working with people to experience the freedom that is available on the other side of it. And the breaking off of the story that it takes a long time, that you are traumatized, that you've got a lot of work to do, that you have a long way to go. None of that is truth. None of that is in scripture. <laughs> Literally, Jesus could, and, and you'd be exactly where you desire to be. 
Uh, and I think a lot of us get mad at God. Like, why did you allow me to go through this? If you're really so good and, and you're really so loving, why would you allow that? Well, it, he's allowing you the opportunity to come to him, to be fully dependent on him and to surrender your life and all of that to him. He, he never designed that for you. That is what the enemy will do will make you believe that you're going to be stuck in that and make you believe that you're never going to be loved unconditionally. But we say things like that when we, you know, do desire to move forward and move on. And perhaps we're looking at the other person's life now and the way that we perceive that they are living it. And it seems like they have all these great things. They've moved on. They're already happy. They're in another relationship. And, and you're just thinking, ah, my life is so pathetic because you're comparing yours to theirs and you're, you're thinking, well, they have this and I don't have that. And I'm over here just struggling emotionally, financially, I'm a hot mess and I'm a complete wreck. And we, we declare and we decree through the power of our words, those types of things over our lives, those types of experience over our lives. And we say that that's not what they have inside because look at the smile, look at their Instagram, look how happy they are and look what other people say about them. It was so easy for them to just move on and find someone else. Well, here's the truth. <laughs> you believing all that is keeping you in a stronghold and you might not even be aware that you're in a stronghold and you're saying words like, I just want to be loved unconditionally. Well, the truth is <laughs> you were in a relationship with another human. Humans are only capable of conditional love from one to another. We all are caught in conditions and no relationship is easy and there's not a single one that's perfect but to say that you just want to be loved unconditionally is to say you just want jesus you just want to know the love of god and i couldn't help but think how painful this was to hear coming from the mouth and words of someone who holds Jesus so near and so dear and is so devoted and so committed to living a pure life now, to, to having a healthy God-centered focused relationship after having gone through this. And my heart just opened and went out to, to this person because my heart was there as well. And I was aware that they weren't aware of hearing their own words and that they already had what they were asking for. And sometimes we need to see that we already have what we're asking for. If you're asking to be loved unconditionally, you're asking for the love of Jesus. And if you were born again, if you've already given your life to him, you already have what you're asking for. Are you allowing yourself to receive it? Or are you saying that it is even possible that it's found in a relationship, in a new relationship, in another relationship, in a relationship with anyone outside of your relationship with Jesus. So we can consciously say and logically know all these things, but no wonder our heads feel full and feel heavy at times because we don't realize these internal battles and strongholds, these subconscious beliefs that we have that we're holding on to that are keeping us from our relationship with Jesus from what it could really be, from what it was designed to be, from what it's meant to be, from what he delights in it being. And if he's experiencing delight, 
and you're living with him inside, he desires for you to experience delight. But sometimes it's these strongholds that take a hold of us and we need to call in and claim and be in the presence of the truth and the power of his name. So we, we got into a conversation about this and what are the strongholds that are at play in this? And why is it that you're saying things like this? I just want to be loved unconditionally because to me, that means you just want to know Jesus because he is unconditional love. Any human you get into a relationship with, there are going to be elements of conditional love or experiences of it. And, and we have the power and the dominion and the authority over breaking strongholds that, that keep us from experiencing that in our daily lives and in this continuing to go back to the past and looking at the ways you had it so good and the relationship with that person and, and the way your life is so hard now, it leads to experiencing the impact of strongholds in your present day and relationship and state, things like bitterness, the need to control and saying, I'm never going to date again. I'm not going to date unless this, 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 and this. Well, I know from connecting with my husband that I had this certain particular package that I had all laid out and designed. Like I had, I had this customized package that I had in mind and God delivered me someone far, 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 far better and far greater. Some of the things on that list, I thank God he didn't send. <laughs> thank you for not sending that. Um, it looks very different from that, but you sent someone with such a bigger and greater and more beautiful and pure and loving heart than I could have ever asked for or ever imagined. So thank you, Lord, that you did not give me everything I asked for. <laughs> thank you that you give me what you knew. You gave me what I knew that I needed. and But it was up to me to open up to that and surrender to God for that. Because for a long time in this person's story, they were, it was very similar to mine. They hadn't had sex for a year. They hadn't dated for a couple of years. They they were going to be so pure and just focused on God. God, 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 God. Well, yes, we we should. And God delights in us being first in of, of him being first in our lives. But he also wants us to go live our life and enjoy our life and experience the beauty that comes with being in a relationship and not, and drop the expectation that another human even has the capacity, ability, or potential to love us unconditionally and expect to be loved with conditions. I mean, if you say that you're loved with conditions, you're loved with boundaries and boundaries are so healthy because we communicate with them. We get to know each other. We get to grow with them and we get to, to know where to go and when to stop. And, and that's conditional. That's don't do this or this will happen. And there's, there's healthy love available within certain conditions. And when we say, I just want to be loved unconditionally. Well, I think we're saying something that we really don't mean. And so no wonder we feel confused and stuck and scared. And we're in the strongholds of jealousy and despair and, deceit and fear and rejection and insecurity. And we're taking and pulling all of the negative things from that last relationship, from the toxic, unavailable, and emotionally unavailable or traumatic relationship, and we're pulling it into insecurities and we're experiencing those insecurities in the present moment. And really it's being reflected in our insecurity with our relationship with Christ, where we're experiencing lack of trust. I just don't know if I can love I just don't know if I'll ever open up my heart to love again. Um, only if 
it's unconditional love. Well, the only person you can ever experience it with that, that kind of love with is Jesus. And if you're projecting that onto the expectation that that's available within a human relationship, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for continued failure and continued despair and deceit and fear that uh, I don't know, well, what if? And so you're setting yourself up into a position of constantly you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop and the expectation that you're going to walk on eggshells. And, and that's a stronghold and that's a, a foothold. That is that is a place where the enemy has come in and, and taken your peace. God desires to fill us with his peace, with the presence of his peace and his unconditional love. But we've, we've let something else in that place and in that space. And that is the internal uncomfortable conscious connection that needs to be broken, that needs to be disconnected, the chains there that need to be dissolved of despair and, and saying, I just don't know. Despair as a stronghold, it leads to hopelessness, self-pity, isolation. It leads to addictions and it leads to other strongholds like insecurity, lack of trust, and worry, entering into the wrong relationships, which feed the monster of the story of what is wrong with me? Am I ever going to find someone ever again? That lead to to fear uh, of fears of failure, fears of perfectionism. And if you say, well, I'm not, you know, I don't expect everything to be perfect. Well, what is the way that's being projected into a relationship? And what are the relationships that's actually keeping you from developing, evolving, or growing in? Which leads to pride, which is another stronghold. And this sense of controlling and like, well, I'm just not going to date. I'm not going to put myself out there. I expect God to just deliver the perfect person right to my door. Maybe they work for Amazon, hopefully, because I have a package coming. (laughs) Or just stubbornness, idolatry. Did you know that part of the strongholds of, of idolatry are not just worshiping other gods, like having little golden statues in your house? That's not idolatry. It can be anything. Stubbornness can become idolatry. Anything put before God, if your stubbornness is keeping you from opening yourself up to love again because of the pain you're in from a past love, that becomes an idol. It's your most your most thought of thought each day, your most dominant thought each day is your idol. If it's worry about ever finding love again, or that it has to be perfect because this time you're not going to make the same mistakes that you did in the past. You're the one holding yourself back. And I don't think enough people are aware of that when they come out of an emotionally abusive or toxic or what people love to label as a narcissistic relationship. And there's selfishness in there. Well, you you need to do this for me and be this for me. And just this, you know, comparison to what your your past relationship was like that is unfair to bring into a current relationship. And a lot of people say, well, see, that's why it takes so long to heal. How can you not do that? Well, who are you saying is in charge of that, is in command of that, is in whose hands is that in? Are you keeping it in your hands? Or are you delivering it to the hands of God and saying, transform this? And doing the internal unconscious work to get to the very core and the very root of the strongholds and the place that they're holding you back and the experiences within you that are filled with lack and realizing God is not the one holding you back from moving on. It's you. It's the stronghold on you. It's the pride. 
it's the pride and it's the fear and it's the the experience of rejection and jealousy. Jealousy is another huge and powerful stronghold that keeps us from that and keeps us looking back at the past and that person and how they've moved on and how you haven't and how it's so easy for them and it's so hard for you. And that's a story that keeps you locked in the pain and keeps you locked in, in really calling on his name and saying, Lord, I completely hand this over to you. I surrender it all over to you. And I'm coming to you with my strongholds and with the places that, that I am, am experiencing these things. And I'm sorry that I'm making it about me. And a lot of us do this when we're in the space of desiring to grow and receive help and to really get to know God we're trying to get to know him by making it about us and what we want. Notice that I just want to be loved unconditionally. I, 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 me, me, me. And this is, this is what I'm going through. And this is what I've been through. Instead of turning the spotlight and putting it on God, taking it off of ourselves and realizing what it really truly is about and surrendering to that and, and diving into scripture around that. And using, let's take despair, for example, the self-pity, the hopelessness, the isolation that we we constrict ourselves to when we say, you know, I'm just not going to put myself out there anymore. I don't know if, if men or women can be trusted ever again because I trusted that one in the past and I gave, look at how much of my life I gave to them and, and look at their life now compared to mine. Well, that's comparison. And we all know that's the thief of joy. We all know that God is joy and God is love. So why not find a verse that supports what God delights for us, what God has provided for us, what God has given us. And allow ourselves to open to receiving the beautiful gifts that he has already bestowed upon us, that he has already given to us and, and go to verses like Psalm 34, 17 through 18, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves all of those who are crushed in spirit and then thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you that I was caught up in a stronghold of despair of self-pity, of hopelessness, of isolation. I was keeping myself isolated. I'm the one that doesn't go out. I'm the one that is living in fear and calling on second Chronicles 26 and Matthew 10, 29 through, through 31 that say power and might are within your hand and no one can withstand you. And then going out and having fun with that <laughs> written on your heart. And diving into the word of God, but then not holding yourself back for fear. The word of God that says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. Even the very hairs of your head are numbered. Don't be afraid for you are worth more than many sparrows. And knowing God, you are with me wherever I go. Thank you for the freedom from these strongholds and thanking him for the finished and completed work that is already done in and through the blood of his son that was shed so that you could be free from these strongholds and iniquities. But a lot of us stop too short. We stop before we go all the way and we say we declare his name, but then we also things like, I just want to be loved unconditionally. Don't just want to be, recognize that you already are. 
in Christ Jesus that he loves you unconditionally, that you're not actually ever going to find or even looking for that in another human relationship when you're looking to move forward, looking to move on, looking to be loved and love again and opening yourself up to that, opening up yourself to the love of God coming in. I loved these verses in these scriptures that I found when I just searched Bible verses that, that speak to God's unconditional love, because that is the only love that we will ever experience without condition. So when you're saying, I want to be loved unconditionally, you're wanting to be loved by Jesus. And so many of us already are, but we're not letting it in. It's a head knowledge. It doesn't become a heart transformation. And, and God is the master surgeon. We need to say, Lord, perform surgery on my heart. Get this stuff out. It's like you need a bypass on your heart because there's stuff in there. There's blockages, there's stoppages, and there's clots in our heart, emotional, energetic clots in our heart that we need to call on God to remove and replace with the love that we were created to experience, but not with another human, with him, with his son. Isn't it interesting that his son, Jesus, came in human form? And we say, I want to be loved unconditionally. And we project that onto another human. You are loved unconditionally by Jesus. You will not find that in any other human. There's not another human who ever has or will walk the planet that you can experience that kind of love with. So give it to Jesus and turn to verses that speak about his unconditional love and begin to declare and decree that over yourself versus like first John four sixteen, which is very different from John three sixteen. Huh? So did you know there's a John and then there's a first and second John at first I was like, who did that? That's weird. <laughs> but there is first John four sixteen, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And he's unlike any other love that we've ever known because his love is without restriction and or conditions. And we're looking for that in another human relationship. You're never going to find it. No wonder you're afraid to go look for it because your spirit knows it's available in one place. And you're saying it's got to have another name and a different face. Its name is Jesus. It's the face of Jesus. It's the face and the presence of God, the living presence of God and this power of his Holy Spirit. You already are loved unconditionally. Don't go looking for that in a human relationship. Look to verses like John 4, 16. We know and rely on the love God has for us, not the love any other person has for us. Not even if it's a healthy relationship. You don't rely on the love of a healthy relationship to sustain you and to satisfy you and to fulfill you. Only the unconditional love of God can do that. And then 1 Peter 4, 8 makes a lot of room for grace. When you are in a relationship with someone who loves you conditionally, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. These strongholds are, are sins. They're, they're, it's a sin because they keep us from knowing the love of Jesus. These strongholds are sins that grip and hold us. And so many of us are living with them unknowingly, which ones they are. 
there's bitterness, there's control, there's pride, there's fear, there's deceit, there's insecurity, there's rejection, there's idolatry, there's despair, there's sexual immorality, there's jealousy, there's false teachings and religion, religion, and every single one of them comes with a freedom. Comes with a freedom. And the freedom can be found in the verses that support them in God's word, in scripture. So when we notice that, that this sin has a grip and a hold on us and is keeping us and causing us to project things onto others and keeping us from letting his transformative love in, that's where we take a look within. And that's where we surrender and we repent. And we do the internal, internal work to get to the core and the root of this. And we allow the spirit of God to reveal it to us. And a lot of these strongholds, they, they can't be addressed on our own. We try and we try and we try and we get into daily repentance and the daily practice of getting into his word. And, and we do things like 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. But then we go back, right back to that self-righteousness and right back to those strongholds. Because this is not something that we we can tackle on our own. It's not something that we can overcome on our own by trying really, 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 really hard or being really, 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 quote unquote, good or being the quote unquote, perfect Christian so that God smiles at us and just gives us everything that we want and everything that we've been asking for and praying for. This is deep, internal, unconscious work. It's the work I love, love, love doing with my private one-to-one -one clients because we get straight to the root and straight to the core and we break off these strongholds and these grips that have been keeping us from experiencing the love from him, the true, boundless, authentic love of Jesus. And when we do that, there's no looking back when we allow ourselves to experience that. So if you would love to connect, I would love to connect with you. You can find more information in the links in the show notes. We are almost wrapping it up for today. So just, I know that I'm praying for you and all your strongholds and know that you are already loved unconditionally. His name is Jesus.